who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Are you guys hungry? Are you guys hungry? I'm always hungry. I could go for some some, some nachos, some chili, some chili. But we don't have that. Oh, and I can't be bothered cooking, and there's so many dishes. And the store is closed. I mean, we could fire up the food replicator and see what it can do. Oh, but I don't even know what a food replicator is or how it works or what they do, Dickie. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. Welcome, everybody. I will be your dungeon master for this evening. Ooh. With me, as ever, is the... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say lowly. What, what am I getting that from? Well. The, the lowly <laughs> Daniel. Well, I guess so. <laughs> A.K.A. Dr. Z. The oh, psychic I'll be lowly. jellyfish. Sure, I'll be lowly. Fine, I'll take it. And also, the highly <laughs> regarded... <laughs> oh, I see Thank how you, it is. thank you. Thank you. Look, one of us had to be up there. And it was... <laughs> Taylor, a.k.a. Cleo DeCap, the, the explosives expert bear. Blew myself all the way up here. How's it up there? It's cold It's down great. Here. It's great. There's canapes. Oh. Got him out of the food replicator. <laughs> and all the way off the charts, not adhering to any spectrum, is... DM Dick Dynamite. In the flesh. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. In your flat. Nope. Middling, <laughs> middling around the middle. Taking it back. Yeah. So, guys, food replicators. Food replicators. Let's dive into the lore surrounding them. I'm oh, ready for this. I want to know because I'm hungry. So food replicators, what are they? What hungry is for knowledge. They? Where they come from? What is that? Let's talk about that. They were first hinted at, I believe, in our universe when... Um, when you met Reese and Reese synthesized some mushroom-based food to consume. Yes. Yeah, because we had some mushroom-based tobacco for uh, indeed for Harry to smoke. It was all very mushroom-based because uh, Reese had been in the trash pit with all the mushrooms for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't really sort of like yeah that was very archaic 
And yeah, he just sort of makes gruel that you can technically live off. Kind of food replicator. We didn't come across a proper food replicator oh. until the bio. But we have episodes. to remember that Reese was, you know, like, a little really elderly. Old. No, a little, a little mm. elderly. A <laughs> little elderly. A little elderly. So we have, yeah, the the bastards have had for the majority of this time uh, a BioLife food replicator on board their ship. Yes, and that Upgrade. one's a bit fancier. That's the thing that you can like. You can bang in. There's all kinds of options on there that you can type in on a little screen, and it will just produce it for you near instantaneously. Unreal. It 3D prints these things at a sort of a molecular level and creates food that has the same flavor, profiles, textures, and just general appearance of uh, foods that would otherwise be made from living things. Ooh, okay, living things? Like, uh, I guess you're saying vegetables and, and meats and things like this? Or Yep. Yep, okay. Yeah, that's yep. exactly that. <laughs> what about a... Uh, yeah. I want to get some rock. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, salt. Salt's a rock. Salt's a rock. Yeah. Salt is a rock. <laughs> tasty, tasty rock. That's my that's favorite a, rock. That's the rock that's like the cornerstone of my diet, really. Oh. Yeah, love salt. Salt's my favorite food. <laughs> well, now I know what you're ordering. <laughs> One salt <laughs> rock, please. I'm excited for this because I we talk about food replicators all the time, right? But But we, or at least for me, like I kind of... I don't know the the intricacies of how they work. Uh, and they're so important to us. They're so yeah. important to me. I love, oh my God. I mean, like we went out of our way to take a food replicator in Clio oh. Day. And that was like- That was the yeah, best game. That, that was like the we best We kind game. of established food replicators as being part of Clio's backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People have been grievously injured yeah. in the name of the food replicator. Mm-hmm. It's true. And so, I mean, let's learn. Let's figure it out. So food replicators, at their core, they are a device you can install in your home or on your ship that will convert the energy produced by star sand directly into congestible matter. Oh, that incredibly useful star sand at it once again. Yes, I mean, there's a little bit of space magic involved, but I think... Just a little bit. I think we've, we've, we've come close to explaining bits and pieces of it inside the episodes but let's go a little deeper and let's let's answer some of the more yearning questions we have so i'll I'll be taking questions from both dan and tay we've also got a bunch of very good questions from our discord uh details in the show notes if you want to join in and ask us your own questions about the next one and because we've gone for a much more sort of specific law dive topic than we usually do i think we're going to really focus really on answering these little questions and stuff Rather oh, than uh, rather than breaking this down into too many parts, because I mean, food replicators. I think we know at their core what they are, but let's get into let's get into the nitty gritties. Let's get into the bigger the bigger philosophical questions that food replicators draw out of us. They do pose many philosophical questions. Food Such replicators. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just off the top of my head, looking at a brilliant list in front of us, uh, Ren asks. What are the replicators powered by? Well, Ren, listen back one minute and you'll hear the answer. (laughs) (laughs) They they, they are powered by electricity, essentially. And star sand is the sort of this unique uh, chemical, if you will, that is just full of an insane amount of potential energy that can be got out of it using uh, the appropriate machines. Those machines can convert that energy into... All kinds of different energies. Primarily, we have the sort of plasma that shoots from blasters and produces energy shields. We have the uh, the jet propulsion of starships, but we also have the uh, the the biological matter that can be generated molecule by molecule by a food replicator. 
And then, I mean, didn't Boris destroy everything when he made the butter knife? Because we he took the batteries for the life support out. Oh, yeah. And yes. that killed the food replicator. So, yeah, Star Sand has got this sort of thing where you've got a generator that can suck that power out and turn it into electricity. But then you've got to put that electricity somewhere. And the way ships are going to function is that there is uh, big backup batteries that give you a certain amount of power for all your essential functions. So you've got one that sh- you know, makes your ship go, one that runs your, your shields, run that runs your warp drive, and also one that runs all of your just general life support type functions. You want to have mm-hmm. these things separate because you don't want to like accidentally like punch in too many warps and then suddenly realize you're completely out of power and all your main batteries and you can no longer breathe. So there's a separate one. But uh, Boris did use that to make the butter knife. Uh, so I guess uh, after uh, getting back to base, Boris can add in an extra battery that kind of, uh, well, I suppose we replaced placed it but uh now there's a different pack a different battery pack on the ship so it's no longer pulling from the same energy source yeah you've been souped up to have one more battery pack yeah excellent for your butter knife uh situation oh good i'm uh that was <laughs> forgotten about the uh the dangling battery pack on the back of the ship but uh that's yeah. quite it got put inside a sort of a glass yes. bubble didn't it like yeah. right, what's yeah, that yeah. um that the board dome. game where you the dome yeah that board game we got a little mouse trap mouse trap yes another was... the one where there's like the bobble with Sorry. the dice inside it Sorry. I thought that did, didn't Mousetrap have that? It oh, did. No, no. Mousetrap had a dome, but the one that you're talking about is like either Sari or uh, Yahtzee or something where you have to like. <laughs> it wasn't Yahtzee. It was, yeah. I think it was Sari. I remember the commercial. Mm. But that's not the only thing we're wondering about. What are replicators powered by? Okay, we got it. But what is stopping somebody like Boris <laughs> from turning a food replicator into. Something that can create other materials like clothes or batteries or or anything. And that's coming from the the fabulous inner workings and 24-hour open brain of Octopus. Ooh, hello. Who oh, has just that's... broken through the mold right there with the ultimate world-breaking Yes, Yes, yeah, that's a huge question. If this Straight thing can take it. energy and turn it into matter, what is stopping someone from doing that? And I think not a lot, realistically. Oh, right. I mean, you've seen Cleo has turned one into a bomb before, and it was a mm-hmm. very weird, it was like a matter bomb. It didn't just create an explosion. It created a torrent of like random confused that's right. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimately that's what it's designed to do is to turn energy into, into matter. I mean, I will say that any given food replicator, I think is, is fitted with like a certain scope. Like mm-hmm. it has these sort of lasery things that are going to bombard your baseline matter, because you have to put matter in as well to get matter out. Right. So it's taking just air and it's reconfiguring the atomic structure of them to turn it into new kinds of molecules that you can make food out of, which does mean there would be a limit to the kinds of things, but it could definitely produce, you know, you could have it like, oh, I'd like to churn out a bunch of sand or a bunch of paper and there's nothing that would stop it doing that. Mm-hmm. You'd struggle to make like super dense metals and that sort of thing because it's just not built for it. But that said, someone could modify and soup up the basic workings of a food replicator to turn it into something that could, you know, 3D print steel. Right, so then if it can't be making those hard uh, steels or ceramics, does that mean that inside the food replicator is a set of pre-existing dishes and cutlery. I mean, definitely in some cases. I think it depends on the food replicator. 
If you remember going back to Clio Day, they actually had all the disposable cutlery you would get and take under the food replicator and they would like slop it onto it yeah. for you. Mm. I've always assumed that like food replicators, they're not really giving you like the fine dining experience. They are giving you disposable, you know, paper plates and things. Yeah. Like even the fancy one that we've got our hands on now is just yeah, a bit of an upgrade, right? It's still not as good as like you see it already with the bastards like uh they love getting a fried tentacle. Yeah, like actual actual cooking is still yeah. a thing. Yeah. I guess that, that's an important thing to mention is that like yeah, again, you could turn a food replicator into this thing that will create, you know, like will literally build devices or make toys or whatever for you. Mm-hmm. But I mean that is you know these other these devices already do exist. I mean mm-hmm. remember K2K2 actually had a fabricator that was making mm-hmm. the ghost axe for example. Mhm. And um, they're just really expensive, prohibitively yeah. expensive to the point where the majority mm. of artisans and chefs are just doing things the old-fashioned way because ultimately, like, you know, buy real ingredients and make it is still cheaper yeah. than, I mean, maybe in the long run. Like you've got something like stews where they do, like, a lot of quick trade, like the food replicators mm-hmm. pay for themselves. And they've got, like, strange salvaged food replicators that they've just found in the trash pile that is Prospect Town. So I, I know we're on food replicators, but... Uh... Uh, now that I'm hearing that a food replicator couldn't, you know, for example, start making grenades, it makes me quickly think of weapons because weapons are powered by star sand as well. But I guess the projectile that's being fired from these weapons is like plasma or laser based. So I guess they're, you know, it's a bit of a detour, but would there be weapons out there that have ammunition bases, you know? Um, and then they have because, like a matter generator built inside them. Is- yeah, something like this. Or is it just... Or is uh, is it much like bullets need to be made at a factory type thing? You can't just generate them in a replicator, like a bullet I mean, replicator. I mean, I would imagine if there's like any, you know, like units that use a lot of, of ammunition-based like bullet guns. Yeah. That it would be 100% like in their in their best interest to have a um, an ammunition generator on board. Mm. And they could have just like, you know, a really specific thing. You just type it, oh, this is the kind of ammo and the kind of size they want. We bing, 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 and just like spit it all out. The same as a food replicator. And uh, I'm going to go out and say that that technology exists in our universe. Okay. It's a thing. So this is just a, uh, a restriction placed upon the food replicator that stops it from being able to do that? Or it's just they're, they're built different, you know? Built I think they're different. built different. They, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's like a certain range of, yeah. of matter that it's been constructed to generate. Mm-hmm. And within that range, I mean, if someone, you know, someone really knew their shit, they knew their chemistry and they knew the, right. know, the electronics involved, they could definitely like cheat the system and have it make things beyond the scope of what's programmed into it. <laughs> These food bullets, they'll hurt. They might not kill you, but <laughs> they, they, they might. Uh... Well, yeah, you could just make like really, really I mean, if you shoot anything soup. fast enough. Exactly. I'm trying to you think You can drop about a it. penny off a skyscraper and slice a guy in half. Oh, yeah. So Fiona has asked a question I think actually does sort of lead into this. What happens to any leftovers or waste? Is it all constantly recycled until it is just great mush? Or does it get discreetly chucked away in a void? I really like this. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, for starters, I would say that is down to the individual consumer because people could always choose to just put it in the trash. But the food replicator takes its matter from somewhere. So you could always feed, you know, food waste, trash, just general stuff. Yeah, you know, like there'd be like a like a list of do's and do nots. You just like look at it like, oh yeah, I can can I put plastic packaging in this? Oh yeah, I can. And it will okay. just it will just use it as the baseline matter that it's gonna reconfigure into food. Mm. I like that. I because like I feel that. like this doesn't come up because Cleo doesn't uh have leftovers. Have leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the bastards don't have leftovers. <laughs> but yeah. I'm thinking about it. If we were to put leftovers back into the food replicator on our ships or in our bases. Mm-hmm. 
that's okay. I'm okay with eating that. But like, say we're on a cruise and it's encouraged that you put your food waste back in, then maybe I'd be a bit more like, oh, maybe I don't want to eat the food replicators on the cruise if that's the case. I think the real trick is you have like a a food waste receptacle somewhere else, but then like you don't see it. You don't tell them that it's feeding back into the system. Nobody has to see it It's probably kind of popularly understood in society that like we are eating, it's like reclaimed water, right? Yes. Like there are places who have- Like London, where you're drinking- you drink out of the tap, it's been through eight people by the time it goes into your mouth. Probably. I mean, most places are like this. Like when I yeah. lived in Florida, it's really popular for people to have this in-ground sprinkler system because of oh. the grass is all like implanted turf. Like it's not right. natural grass. It's like squares of turf that's been put down. Okay. And so people have these in-ground sprinkler systems that are attached to a system in your house and they like come up out of the ground. And use the gray water. And it's great. Yeah. It's, and there, sometimes you'll see signs in places like in the yard that says, like, hey, this is reclaimed water. Like, just don't drink it. (laughs) Maybe don't like play in it. (laughs) It's so much fun. Wee. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, that's already, that's been a thing for like more than 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine a world where this is just kind of normal. You just kind of accept it. Like, even if you found it a little bit gross, you're just like, okay, whatever. Like, I think we don't don't have the capability to do it with food yet, but like by then, 100%. Hmm. And we, I don't think we'd even care. Oh, leftover sauce. Actually, now I'm back on board. Well, because you're not actually getting the leftover, right? Like you're, like the f- sauce went into the pit and it got converted into matter. Oh no, and- I'm thinking of like you know, it's it's just called leftover sauce, and, and it's, it's just uh, the bucket. It's just it's the, the bucket. bucket. It's just been like, and it's, I think yeah, it's like a stock pot. It just gets better and better. Exactly. I think Z, I think Z's back on board. I think that might be nice. <laughs> That is definitely that could be something we could establish in the canon at some point. Like Z's, like you know, like it's got to convince clearly. Like you don't have to lick every plate clean. I've got this sauce bucket. (laughs) That does not sound like something that Z would be on board with. But you know what? Let's do it. Let's go. I think think it might be a uh, yeah a uh... sounds a little gross for Z. But it does. It does. Now, now I'm think thinking about it. Well, I mean, Z is kind of grosser because he doesn't really understand. You know, like. Yeah. humanoid bodies or any of that sort of thing like he's yeah. you know he is floating in a in a honey boy that is just kind of full of trash yeah yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> like i think like he wouldn't want to get the bucket of sauce on him but he would eat it i'll eat it okay <laughs> these it. are really important distinctions i think he's like a cat you know like they're, they're very very clean but if he designates it shit. as a thing that's okay then, <laughs> yeah. then it doesn't matter what it is it's okay <laughs> so this is how leftover sauce could get slowly integrated into our home it actually makes me remember like if you go back to our stews they had like a, like an assembly line of different food generators and they they just all assigned them all like you would you are literally just the red sauce machine you make the red yeah. sauce so then they could go under them all delicious oh, there's got to be a leftover sauce now so yeah, that sort of brings in this notion as well that I mean, you guys have the two different food replicators on board the Grey Dragon now. So you've got the BioLife one that produces yeah. mm. kind of just populist junk food kind of stuff, makes all your you know all your yeah the classics. cheeseburgers and your uh, and your your breakfast cereals and your pancakes oh. and uh, wait, does coffee come have... from a food replicator? Probably. Oh yeah. Or I is mean, that a different? Is that a, is there a beverage replicator? Is it different? There's or is definitely it the same? like there are dedicated beverage replicators. Okay. You know, you can get. I mean, it's like how Stu's has these sauce ones. Yeah. I feel like there's probably a lot of stuff you can buy 
But yeah. I, oh yeah, but I, I, feel I feel like you can have a whole kitchen of like different specialized replicators, Ooh. and the BioLife one you've got just happens to be like sort of a top model. Hey, this will make anything kind of deal. Yeah, but I feel like if you went up to it and were like, "Give me a coffee," it would be like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> but the average food replicator is pretty grim, you know. It just gives you like like what Reese gave you when you first came on board, like just kind of like a gray porridgey paste that is nutritious. That is dark. Well, and like that, even that like just nutritious, shows us that we've leveled up, you know. Our yeah, characters nutritious have gotten... and 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 delicious, but like lacking that sort of complexity of texture that like a really good one. Can my print. God, mm. my like God. so much vegetarian food, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think that does lead into a question from Ozark Bear. Oh, hello, Ozark Bear. How does the food replicator assimilate new recipes? Ooh. Does it scan things in? Or, yeah, how does that work? I think about this all the time. Mm. You want to like, get that DLC pack. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, like, I mean, is like, there a DLC? Yeah. I think rather than DLC, it'd be like new firmware would be the main one. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally, you'd like have to, like... Like, it would patch in. Yeah, you'd have to, like, redo, redo your thing and you get the new recipes. But then, obviously, some more modern ones, you know, like, there'd be some, like, sort of space Kickstarter thing. Like, hey, our one has limitless downloadable recipes. But then it's yeah. like, so there, like, if we're, if we're saying that there are different types of food replicators in the world, and, like... Yeah, different brands, like, so, like... Recipes for one wouldn't actually work on another one because of how they actually work. Mm. It's like how you get like a Mac or a PC. Okay. Like they right. actually fundamentally do the job in a different way. Okay. And I'm thinking now, is it cartridge or is it Wi-Fi? Because uh, there's like a fun idea of, you know, finding actual hardware that you could feed in to get, like maybe that's for the the special ones. And then probably there's a bunch of basics like that are available on, on online or something. Imagine, like that. I mean, I the, imagine the wars that we could start over. Like oh, we know yeah. that that guy has the last barbecue chicken in the galaxy. He's got the Szechuan sauce it. and that's the last cartridge for Szechuan. And then after it's used, it deletes itself. And we so that's know like, that he has banana pudding. Capitalism. <laughs> it's the only way to make money off these things is to have them be single use. Exactly. It's just like, like in but video that's games. Where yeah, video it's game like, like cartridge, a food cartridge. It's like put it in. It's almost like this is an old school way that food replicators used to work, and you would have to get an emulator to get your food replicator to even do these. Oh, and it's you know, like, oh, yeah. it's like, and that's it. Banana pudding night, one night well, only. I like the idea as well. There's an entire culture of open source food replicator recipes, and it's like, oh, this is so cool. You get into it, you get into the forums, you like yeah. start getting them all, and then you realize, oh, these are all so gross. It's <laughs> all like almost good, but like they just taste no. a bit. I know off. it's like putting a um a limit on it, but um I quite like the idea that on the food replicator, there's a bunch of open cassette spots, and as you push this cassette in, that becomes the button for the food that you're getting type thing. So it's like, it, you can only make Szechuan sauce once with the, the cassette plugged in type thing. So, you know, an empty food replicator would just have a row of empty sockets. And then as you're in the video game, traveling around the universe, finding these extra cassettes, you can slot them in, but you've only got so many spots, you know, and they can beep, beep, beep. That is super, so Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, you could be like, yeah, yeah like cart- cartridge upgrade slots, you know, so you can like, you can replace your entire like recipe book, but also you can get add-ons like, you know, chunk in on top. Do you think the add-ons are temporary? Like you would exhaust it? Or do you think it's like, I think you can take like, it yeah, out like, like, like a CD? maybe, yeah, the way Dan said it, yeah, you can slot one in and you slot it out and you've only got so many slots is quite fun. But like the actual cartridge, like the data on the cartridge, like if that cartridge is for banana pudding. I think it's, I mean, I think it's just Mm. a schematic. It just tells the machine how to do it. Like Mm. you could take it out like a cassette and just be like, 
We're not doing banana pudding right now. Yeah. It well, goes did back you ever see um in the in the real world there was that that juice thing where like you had the special juicer and you had to buy the special packets and then it would only work if you bought the right packets and they had a little barcode on it or whatever so that your machine could like tell you could get your special juices but you had to buy the packets from them and that sort of thing. Well there's another one, there's um there was a coffee machine that had like Keurigs? So the one that had the Wi-Fi and like oh. you had like all these different like um baristas were feeding this information back to a central server. So then you could like, oh, I want to brew my coffee like they're making in this one cool little cafe in San Francisco. You'd push the button and off it would go. But that company folded. And now people have these like $10,000 paperweights because the machine doesn't work Ooh. without that connection back oh, to the server. No. They service cannot as a brew coffee. Software is a service, baby. You ain't mm, never yeah. own shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's scary. I think food replicators might be, you know, like there might be some that are kind of like that. Where they're Holy like, oh, heck, how, so if we how, ever do, how do we make more money? Oh, I know. We make if it. We you kill BioLife. We kill BioLife. We actually destroy a big bad, but we make no! a lot of people starve. And then we become villains. We can't destroy BioLife. You just ruined <laughs> oh, our no! whole. This, it was so easy to hate BioLife. This episode before. was just meant to be about food replicators, and now we've realized that we can't destroy one of the biggest evil companies in the universe because they've got a monopoly on food replicators. It's fine. There's got to be a workaround for this. We'll figure it out. We'll I mean, your guys won. Clearly, it works out without without a uh, without an internet connection, right? Like, or does it? That's oh, no, what I was cartridges, thinking, though. right? Maybe the no, cartridges. It's not just I mean, cartridges because we ask him for Biolife. lots of stuff. And I know, the, I know, I know, but I'm, and I'm, it's the nice one. And the thing is, is like when you were talking about how it might be firmware based, like, yeah, I was thinking to myself, like, that means it's connecting to something. And is this Biolife how we get? Where we are? Is this how we get found constantly? Like, oh, is this? My... Is this the one way that we're being tracked? Oh, that that we we're being like tracked a... this whole time by our greed for sauces and nice foods. Glob dang. Dick is like, well, you know, oh, when you, yeah. you know, when you get the uh, service agreement. That's something obviously I've thought of, but, uh, you know, like, it's that the terms and uses agreement that come, pops up at the start that we skipped past. It's 100% what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you, except, we will be except, tracking, except, except just give me the source. Except, Nobody except. reads that EULA. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, and we've we been didn't. done by EULA. We've been done by EULA. It happens to, it happens all the time. Oh. And you know what? We're not, this is it. They know where we are. They can track us. They can, they have all of our data. They know what we like. Yeah. One day what they're going to capture us and they're going to be like, here's your favorite foods. Working like would be down. very valuable to a, like a company that makes food. You well, know don't, that tell, don't tell the craw that. All right? So. Nah, they didn't even need, they didn't even need to know that to get us good. <laughs> yeah, they just made soup. We were yeah. like, what's that but they soup? Did, but they know that we're uh, hot soup boys. We are hot soup boys. <laughs> so, okay, how does the food replicator assimi assimilate new recipes? Obviously, there's multiple ways that that could work, because I think the cartridges definitely happen for I'll, some. I like that. And I like the cartridge idea, and I think I think we need to, like, dig into that. Because for me, I mean, that it's could like, be, like, a great loot reward. That's, that's like, such a cool, like, and I think so, yeah. so much cool stuff could happen based around, like, we're looking for the last whatever in the galaxy. Yeah. We heard about something. Or, like, Reese yeah. was, since Reese is old, Reese is like, hey, have you guys ever heard of this kind of food that, like, it's, mm. it's supposed to be really cool. And we're like, what they is that? They call it mac and cheese. What? Well, mac actually, and cheese? So just watching the uh, Mandalorian uh, recently, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler, but at one point there is a robot bar and they're all drinking a fluid that, you know, kind uh, of stimulates the robots in a way yeah. and helps repair um, some like inner circuitry at the same time. And yeah. it's the only that's drink that's available. Cool. Could the food replicator make something similar for droids and for synths? I think they for... would have a completely different system. Like they would have like 
like a food emulator so. that they plug into or something. You like ka-chunk, and then you get to experience like you know some of the sensations that a biological life form would. Mm-hmm. We need to get a synth on the ship so that oh, we, we can need learn a synth about. On board. We need to learn about. Because I mean, their they life. don't have any internal organs. They've got no way of like consuming any sort of but, liquids. Like, and, like, we, we have established eating... as well that rather than drinking. Yeah, you know, like an adventurous young synth might use magnets to, you know, to yes, mess up the their, magnets, their brain. Yes. Well, maybe it could be a drink filled with, you know, ferrofluid, little magnets. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah, I feel like, like magnets that of... flow all through your all through your circuitry. There's and, like, a lot give of you, stuff like, a whole, that a synth might like, drink. Not just a head high, but they give you a body high. That's cool. Because I mean, like, they might want to tune up somehow, or they might need lubricant, or there yeah. might be something that like actually does force like a firmware upgrade on them. If they drink it, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's not even a drink. Maybe it's like a data stream, and we see it as a drink. But for them, it's like yeah, they're just like opening up to receive some other yeah. It's like a, like a little delivery. hose, and you're like a chuck into your mouth. It's like yeah, <laughs> who knows what fun. it is? I think that a synth bar. Can you imagine? Oh, I want to go to one now. Oh, I mean, a synth bar would be great, and maybe they've got like this. Yeah, this this one shitty little like biological table. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this we, one we like got, we got we got drinks for you. It's a, a sludge, a food <laughs> replicator in the corner that's just covered in dirt and dust. But it I does like make it. me think now, because um, obviously we're looking at a food replicator from our crew, which is currently human, bear, and jelly. What about the darks and what about wraiths and other races? Would they be using the food replicator in the same way? Is it just a different menu set that they uh, partake from? Or has the food in midspace become like quite universal and homogenized at this point? I would say it hasn't, just because that would be boring. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think like maybe like sort of central midspace has sort of found its crowd in terms of like what the dominant species around are. But then you've got to imagine you've got this entire galaxy with hundreds, if not thousands of different sentient life forms, mm. all with you know, unique biological aspects and of them. And yeah. So they're definitely different palettes, but also just mm. different things that they're even able to consume. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 There'd be people who, yeah, there'd be species that just can't handle certain types of matter. Like their, um, their insides just aren't built for, I mean, even just on, on earth, you look at, you know, a human versus a cow and like yeah. a cow can sit around eating grass all day and we can't do that. Well, so actually definitely now be, we've, we've yeah. even got a, a, a species like that, uh, the jellies. So mm. they need to eat rocks, right, and to get their food. But a food replicator couldn't make rocks for them. So, um, no. so they would have to be. Uh, yeah, they would have to have a separate source of like of minerals. Yeah, yeah like a uh, old steam train. They would have to have a massive cart in the back just filled with like rocks. Again, makes me think of the big rock guy from um, Neverending Story. He's just like mm. these Rocky hands, <laughs> and yeah. he's just eating rocks. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when you see food replicators in in movies and in TV shows. They always have a mixture of of. It's not yeah. just humanoid food ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think, I think it would never be would like have thought that. of that. No, like, they would definitely even like sort of slightly more obscure tastes and palates to be like, oh, th- th- we got one thing for you. You know, you can have that one thing. Like you can survive even yeah. if you got like a shitty version. But also, I think they would have like regional variants. Yes, like you guys That's have cool. like McDonald's. Like, yeah, you guys have got like sort of like a humanoid, a humanoid food replicator. The most global fucking thing. <laughs> but I guess in midspace McDonald's it would be regional. McDonald's does regionalize. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was thinking from a universal perspective. It's like, well, it comes from Earth. It's got McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, no. McDonald's has different menus for different regions yes, and different I've countries. Seen, I've seen this. And it's probably like the most integrated version of that that we have. Mm. Because what is a bigger chain than that? That we can yeah. look at the pattern of, you know, I think that yeah. that would be what it would be like. But I mean, my own my own humble opinion is Ooh. that if there's ever a moment for us to say, like, 
is this thing going to be primarily geared towards humans? I feel like the answer is always going to be no, just because it's boring. Like if you're in Mm. the magical, incredible future and you have all these like different kinds of just creatures, I mean, Mm. there's species galore, alien life, different worlds. If there's ever a context where that's not addressed, it's just like, what a boring place. Like, I think even New Terra would address it. And yeah. that would be the epicenter of humanoid activity, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But I think even they would be like, our humans go out into the universe and they like, they acquire tastes for other stuff. Yeah. And well, trade also, I mean, like, happens. Even within the Empire, like all those other planets that aren't New Terra, yeah. they have their own indigenous species, their own dominant mm. you know, life forms mm. that are right. you know, maybe sort of human humanoid or at least intelligent sentient beings and they you know they're only part of the empire because if you go back thousands of years they were imperialist expansionists and they just took over an entire area of space yeah so a lot of these places are still going to have a lot of their their traditional culture and cuisine at least partially intact yeah awesome i dig it yeah we didn't even finish answering ozark's question is there any food item limitation i'm assuming some foods for different aliens might be lethal to other species oh. and so forth. And can you give someone with a nut allergy, for example, food from mm. the same replicator? Yeah. Well, I think the latter question is 100% down to the hygiene of the people operating it. Mm. Don't you think that a food replicator would have like a clean like button? Like if you have just made something with a bunch of allergens in it and you haven't cleaned it down properly, then yeah, it's dangerous. But if you don't, like the replicator itself is creating the stuff on a molecular level. So it's it never had nuts in it, you know. Mm. So it wouldn't be like it just wouldn't have the um, allergen present type thing. No, you would just you would literally just like type in all your allergies and it would spit you out something that was totally safe. That but if it was noise. your replicator, wouldn't it just you'd have a profile saved? Yeah. And it would, oh yeah. And it might learn about you, right? Because oh, profiles is that like we why hadn't we even thought of that yet? Like that's yeah, definitely a thing, especially if you've got. Yeah, you're in a world with a bunch of different species all cohabiting. And it like, knows you. Yeah. And it's you like. You need to have a specific profile that not only covers your allergies, but your like, you know, your biological needs as yeah. your species and Don't, your doesn't tastes. Doesn't feed you uranium in the, in the meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing that's I mean, happening now. Like people are studying how to create food replicators. And I think it's bleh, big bad Nestle is yeah. doing a lot of study into this right now and trying to figure out if they can create things that will completely meet all humanoid uh, nutritional needs. Like, is there a way... grain is made of people! (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, well, where are you starting from? Like, are you starting with that chocolate shit? Are you starting with Nesquik? Because that's never going to do it, fam. Mm. But it's interesting to think about that. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could just, like, log into a machine and, and it would just know, like, you need... Some iron. Look at oh, you. Yeah. Oh, you can even like, yeah, like you, you do like a little finger prick and it like yeah. checks your bloodstream and it's like, hey, hey, guy, I'm just going to supplement your it. meal <laughs> with this stuff. Yeah. I would, so that you I are like as healthy that. as you can possibly can be through your nutrition. Can you imagine? While also eating something exactly what you want to eat. Y'all, future people are going to live so much better than us. Uh, so yeah, much better than us. Oh, yep. Well, God I'm not good at cooking, it. but I can I can do the dishes. So at least I'll still have a job. No, they won't <laughs> even need that, Dan, because you can probably eat the plate, fam. Like you it's going to just... be a paper plate. Oh. And then you just stuff it in the back to be like turned back into food afterwards. That's like back in medieval times when they would just eat off a uh, very hard piece of bread. And, and that was the plate. And then you'd eat the 
you'd eat your plate at the end I of the I feel like evening. we're circling back around to that and people think it's so futuristic and smart and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I saw a thing about like, uh, how do rich lords eat in medieval times versus peasants? Yeah. And um, rich lords like covered their food in so many spices that like today's palate, you'd just be like, this is disgusting. Like they've used so much of every spice, but it's like a flex of power, right? It's a flex yeah. of like, Weird. I'm so important that I can afford all these spices. And so like the tarts that they would eat, the foods that they would eat were just so heavily spiced that we'd find it disgusting. Then when they showed the what the peasants were eating, the peasants were like living off the land. So the peasants were eating like fresh caught salmon, you know, potatoes, uh, you know, herbs just from the forest and stuff like that. Like they were eating what we would eat now and consider fine yeah. dining. I've and what this. was being eaten by the, uh, the, the nobles is just like was just such a flex of wealth that, mm -hmm. you know, you wouldn't even consider it food type stuff. Like I feel like I heard, I was reading something about this where it was like people that were in jail were being fed lobster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was... Because um, it was cheap it was, and nobody liked it. Was it was sea rats. Yeah. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. And so all these, and I'm just like reading this and I'm like, how does one get into well, that a jail? Lot of work. <laughs> well, getting the meat out of a lobster. Humanity changes, huh? It goes through yeah. some wild changes. And now lobster is expensive? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, because they, they've... It's because we fished it all, though. You know, well, like, no, all it's because, things like no, it's... let's address the, address it properly. It's because of the secret war against the lobster king that is uh, happening in the Atlantic. You and got we... so wait, you lobster, got so lobster, serious lobster. there. I got We're... scared. I was like, because what are we about? Secret... Look, I know that the news doesn't want to talk about it, but we oh lose God. so many of our brightest and greatest people to the lobster war against the lobster king and the crustacean army. And yeah, no, that's you're right. why. It's... And the whole thing's such bullshit because lobsters like. They just want to get on with their own shit under the ocean. Like they, yeah. they really don't want to fight us. But because we've been farming so much kelp yeah. and trying to get all of that for our sushi, they've been fighting back, and now there's a massive conflict. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 pushed prices up too high. That's what it is. Lobster King, if you're listening, you know, long may you reign. But um, also, we need to come to some peace agreements against the uh, the great crustaceans. It's been a horrible war. There's <laughs> too many. Gone too soon. <laughs> so Ren has, an, has another interesting question. <laughs> oh, here we go. And this one, this is a this is a, a this is a doozy. This one. Ooh. Would it be possible to replicate living creatures or at least their organs oh. in a food replicator? And if so, wouldn't this cripple the economy of the black market? Oh. Come to think of it. How do food replicators in general not ruin the food economy? Since people could replicate foods on their own instead of buying them from merchants' shops, etc. So that's two very questions. Insightful, Ren. Amazing. That's two questions. Should we do this? Deal with them one by one. Yeah. I mean, first of all, replicating organs. Holy shit! I mean, I think you'd have to hotwire your food replicator to get it to do it. Mm -hmm. But if it can make you like a steak, then why can't it make you a heart? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. I think that that would be a weird thing if it couldn't do that because people mm. are eating that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would I would say that there probably are like official like sort of medical units that can recreate the organs of like species that are, that they have studied. Yeah. So obviously like all the yeah like humans, ducks, wraiths, jellies are all probably going to be okay. And like you could probably do a scan and like come up with it if you had like the appropriate medical technician on board. But I love the idea that someone who doesn't have access to that sort of technology could actually like do some sort of jailbreak basically their food replicator yeah. and install some crazy like shit that they've downloaded and get it to produce an organ for a transplant you know we're mm -hmm. gonna have to jailbreak a food replicator i mean 100 percent. i think yep. that's definitely a thing that has been done can be do it done like you know if, if you were in the know like i bet you boris 
legitimately already knows how to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. But there's probably some kind of difference, like like food grade versus medical grade. Because if you think about it, if food replicators work off of these like knowledge schematics, mm-hmm. then like wouldn't it be mo- like somebody would have had to create the schematic? And I guess in the future, mm-hmm. probably AI is doing it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we did this like a couple months ago, maybe we wouldn't have thought that. Maybe we would have mm-hmm. been like some three D modeler had to build that schematic, mm-hmm. right? And so then, if you were a three D modeler and you're modeling a human heart, there's a difference between modeling like the human heart for like meat Good purposes and then yeah. a human heart for medical purposes would have to have all of the working and like i individualized pieces that's true because like the, i mean i imagine as well like food replicators like if it makes you steak or some sort of meat product or like a fish or whatever it is just kind of making like this idealized easy to eat version yeah mm-hmm. like it doesn't it doesn't need to be true to nature but because the complexities that's not what you're of for. it would not be present because you don't mm. need to you don't need to know that all the capillaries are there in fact, you probably prefer that they're not. You probably just really want like a nice textured, proteiny, fatty thing on yeah. your plate, you know? Because that's what a steak is to you anyway. Mm. And Super then fun. it also kind of is like there's a difference between like meat that you buy in the store and then like an organ that's okay for transplant. Well, it's got to still be alive. Exactly. You know? Like meat is dead. So what we're saying is that Taylor's correct. There are now, uh, it now exists in the world that at hospitals, there are organ replicators. A spe- I like it. A spe- specific replicator built to help doctors. And you know, we know a doctor who probably uh, goes for hearts and brains. Uh, all the time. All the time. You know, all the well, time. I feel like transplants <laughs> are probably is like... using the food schematics. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> See, I mean, f- I think transplants are probably needed less often in this world because you do have a sort of nanotechnology that can promote healing. So you can actually like, you can regrow them inside your own body have as we well. we grown out of the need of creating organs? But I, I don't know. I think it would still be like, say if you lost the entire organ, like it's just gone. So there's nothing left for these nanobots to cling to, to recreate it. Ah. It doesn't know what your body looks like. It just knows what the cells that are left are like. So it wouldn't be able to recreate an organ from, yeah, from completely from scratch. You would need to print one and stick it in. So we, we so Taylor's uh, medical replicators exist. I think they are, they're now canon. They're now canon. I love the idea as well that someone invented the food replicator and then the medical community were like, um, dope. Okay, yeah, give give me that because yeah. like give me I'm that. gonna make it make hearts. Give me now. that because yeah, especially on the outer rim, right, where maybe nanobots are in less. Uh, 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 they don't, maybe they have less of them, or you know, uh, deliveries are fewer. Mm. So yeah, I this think stuff I'm... becomes increasingly important the further out you go. I think exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So the the second question though, Ooh. how do food replicators not ruin the food economy? Because mm-hmm. people can just replicate foods instead of buying them. Oh, that's I so relevant. The right big now. one is is just um. It's like there's an economy of scale and companies like BioLife have just decided that a food replicator is a like a specialty expensive item. They are prohibitively expensive. If you can save up your money and buy one and look after it really well so it lasts you for your whole life, yeah, you'll save money on food. But, you know, you've got to have that investment. You've got to actually be able to afford to do it in the first place. And a lot of people, they can't just go buy a food replicator. So they still got to buy food. You know, you still got to eat. Mm. And like a lot of the food, like a lot of the mass produced food that you're going and buying in the store is was made in a food replicator i would i almost say the opposite of of you saying that they're like prohibitively expensive you know maybe uh by the time that this tech has been around for such a long time like we know that the original one or one of the early versions that we find in reese when we first meet reese uh works that way but in the time that we're in now they uh can do a lot more maybe it becomes like a civic right 
You know, you have the right to your speech. You have a right to uh, internet connection. And maybe you have a right to food. a food replicator type thing. So maybe it's but the, not necessarily a good one. Yeah, maybe not a good one. So maybe it's the opposite. Like everyone has access to these things, but because you have access to them and because you've always got them, you aspire to a chef prepared meal or a, yeah. a natural. Well, you um, still go to a restaurant to get something good because like, yeah. especially if your food replicator, if you've got like, yeah, like a dodgy old one that just gives you bread, patty, bread, it's all square and gray. Mm. Tastes kind of like food, but also so maybe like the, the, the real, real yeah. thing like is always going to be nicer. You got that sort of thing as well. Like it was vaguely brought up, but Trevor had this this idealism of you know, food from the land, yes, grown yeah, yeah. and it's and it's artisan and it's prepared properly. And I feel like that's it might be a bit of a hipster thing, but also there'd be a lot of cultures and communities who would just still have that real connection to you know, agriculture is part of what made us who we are, and we're going to keep doing it even if we're doing like sort of a space age version of it. We want to grow some food and cook it and eat it because that's nice. It's fun. It's part of the uh, the experience of being a, an intelligent life form. It's fancier. It also makes me think of, uh, you know, we've got music everywhere, right? It's in our phones, mm-hmm. it's on YouTube, Spotify. We can get music everywhere, but it's not depreciated our appreciation for music. And we still go see live music. We still like to partake in it in, in all the yeah. ways that we can. So maybe... Maybe food replicators would have like some parallels to that. I think as well, like, like there might be a certain thing, like you know, like it doesn't cost that much to get food to live on, but you're eating crap because you don't have a space to prepare it and so on. Mm. You just have to keep buying like pre-prepared fast foods and stuff, and you end up having like a really rich, salty, not healthy diet. I think it would be the sort of same thing, but like the opposite. Like at home, you've got this food replicator, and it's not necessarily giving you everything you want. It's yeah. Well, the, it's just maybe, spitting uh, out the same meal over and over. Spitting it out, but uh, as you said earlier, um, it, it would see, okay, you need more iron. So I'm making the same meal. It's got the iron that you need. It's got all the, the vitamins and minerals that you need, but it's yeah, it's the same meal. So uh, at some point, uh, maybe the list of free uh, free meals from the Wi-Fi gets yeah, I'm, I'm imagining it, as well, yeah. Like that sort of that cheap one everyone has is like six options or something yeah. it's like, oh. and that's when you go out and like someone comes home i've got a new cartridge and you're like what the fuck there's Spaghetti a new cartridge again. holy shit chuck it in yeah, and then the, for a week everyone's eating the new meal yeah yeah trade trade food replicators because they've got a different oh, can you imagine showing like... up at school and look anyone want to trade me i've got a uh, i've got chicken nuggets here uh, i want mashed potatoes who's got who's got mashed potatoes you know oh, like... that's cool i like that <laughs> I do think that like our our introduction to food replicators, I think we're kind of in like a really niche moment of privilege and that we have a good one. Mm. Yeah, I think the bastards are privileged. But in that most sense. people like, don't. And I think that again we see that in Clio Day where like that yes. was the first time they saw a food replicator. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And it was crap. It just made like water and booze and Mm. hamburgers or whatever and that was it so three or four options it was like not a good one and they but thought it was that was like, amazing yeah and it was i mean this is a this is on a planet where it is not standard where people do not have like the right the things that keep them alive and they have to fight to actually yeah. stay alive mm. something, like, something like that is the sort of basic standard of living is like oh my god this is well i mean game changer imagine uh again on on dias you know we were excited to try and steal some cans so yeah food replicators definitely were uh you know like we, we were going for the physical yeah. The physical item. Though I'm sure that you've only ever had food replicator. Uh, and then someone from Dias is like, well, here's a can. You'd be like, holy shit, luxury. A can. That's the thing. So I the, mean, like the, the opposite, scarcity right? of different cultures exactly, would be yeah. so interesting. And yeah. it's just, it opens up an entire new 
way of living to think that people are kind of operating most of the time off of these off of the scarcity of these limited crappy food replicators Mm -hmm. and then the trading of cartridges and how that would like shape a community and the Mm. jobs that would come out of it you could be like a cartridge hunter and trader i want that character now open up you open up your coat yeah you would have like you want to buy a recipe (laughs) oh i've got lots of pea soup you want a pea soup Pea soup, pea soup. This is from the. This is from a thousand. This is pre-colonial war pea soup. You know. <laughs> it's just like imagine the stuff they would have. Like they would yeah. be like a like a rare goods trader and like hold up in some space oh, station. I want to see that shop. It's like record hunting, right? When you go to a like, it would be yeah. just finals, like that. Just like and you're that. You're just looking through all these cartridges. Oh, I found a you good know one. That shop on Prospect yeah. Town is right there. Like, Prospect Town definitely has that place. And you know oh. too that like if you know the person that owns it and runs it, like you could go up yeah. and be like, "You have anything?" weird and they'd be like you would not believe it yeah 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 There's let, a me go get, let me go get that out of the back oh yeah, 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 yeah. in the year 4251 they yeah. everyone went through this weird fucking phase yeah. they were eating like kind of fuzzy food like, yeah they had like fur on it or even they just did a thing where it's like this uh this one burger was released but uh they accidentally uh misprogrammed a thing so it looks like burger, it feels like burger, but it tastes like milkshake. The entire thing. There's not yes! one part of it that doesn't taste like milkshake. And it was discontinued after a week. And there's only five of these left in the universe type thing. And there's you know probably like- <laughs> some incredible artisan somewhere who's super skilled at creating these. Yes. You know, like in the in the end of the new Blade Runner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where she's just like in her bubble, like doing her like building and stuff. And it's like, imagine if they're somewhere in the universe, there's like somebody trapped in a bubble that's like... Would it be the person that is the best at the it best. in the world? Yeah, and yeah. what they're doing life, making crap. is they're oh, accessing yeah. like some sort of memory pool of people's real like ancient memories of like... Because remember, so think about like the best like breakfast you've ever had in your life or like your grandma's whatever or... Like number your, three from a greasy spoon. Your favorite, favorite thing from when you lived oh, in this one so then place. Like they telepathically absorb the memory of that somehow flavor. They're oh. feeling, and then they have to try and translate that into code. Yeah. Very cool. Very That's cool. That's happening somewhere. So they never get it exactly like the memory. And but these they do are it. like rare, still high really good quality. At it. Like she, this person makes one cartridge of that. And this is like, this is the ultimate experience. This is a full yeah. sensory download. And these yeah. are so expensive. And so black market, and they're being like fenced all over the galaxy. You see a fleet of ships. This is flying a separate show. Space. They they must be yeah. uh, transporting someone really important. And in the middle of the entire fleet, there's just this one cartridge suspended in like um in a shield. Oh no, it's just it's just royal pea soup. The oh, best pea soup roasted parsnip. Exactly, yeah. Oh, it's making me think of the uh, gum now from Willy Wonka. Because some of the you know, vegetables the, um, would be extinct, right? Or the Everlasting Gobstopper. No, not the Everlasting Gobstopper, the pack of gum where it's like got a, all three meals. Oh, it's got a meal in it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it turns you into a blueberry, of course. But think of how much of stuff we have on like Earth right now that wouldn't have survived the climate change. So what if there's like some sort of like ratatouille and like mm. you can't get to, you haven't been able to get marrow or zucchini for like. No one remembers what it tastes like. Yeah. But someone manages to find like some sort of preserved memory. Yes. That's very cool. Like oh. a mummified corpse of a person from back then well, who just maybe happened not to. <laughs> Don't drink the sarcophagus soup. <laughs> Thank you. 
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So we have a question come in from Ragnar. Ragnar asks, how does it heat or no to heat the food or not? I just like that. I like that. That's, because I mean, that's a, that's simple, a real simple but big question. Is it personal preference? Do you, yeah. Do you maybe get to choose hot or not? Yeah. I mean, it's like in Star Trek, Earl Grey tea, hot. Oh. Right? That's like the world famous Picard line. Very cool. Yeah, I feel like I, in Star Trek, uh, uh, food replicators like have cultural knowledge, though. Yeah, I like it to be hot enough that I blow it, but not hot enough that it uh, burns my mouth. So, you know, that's where I, I think it as well, like, it. it's making these molecules hot. So, like, you could actually have, like, complexities of, like, we're on, like, a really hot, crispy top, but then, you know, like, it gets <gasps> a little... The entire lasagna can be crispy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my like, Lord. Because it is producing it, again, like, it's producing it piece by piece. It's building this matter. So, you know, the heating is not cooked. The mm. heating is done... As it's being generated, which means the crispiness. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You, or you could have like inside out chicken bits where it's crispy mm. on the inside. Very cool. I like Definitely it. Definitely how hot you want it. That's got to be like sort of that basic thing that you can just choose. Yeah. Well, that actually, that does raise the question, I suppose. Some of these food replicators, you just choose a meal and off it goes. But could you have sort of Build-A-Bear meals as well? Where you just kind of, I want rice and then I want this on it. And I want this on it. And I want the rice this temperature and oh. I want this sauce. Definitely, right? I feel like, like it might you be... would do that once. And then you would snapshot it. Yeah. I want this Tuesday curry. Well, it's like how people share McDonald's hacks or Starbucks hacks yeah. or whatever. They're, you know, ask for this, this, and this, and then you'll get this yes. thing that I've created. You would definitely have a community of that as well. Oh my God. Imagine the hacks. But I feel like this is basically like, these are better food replicators. Mm. Because how does that sit in the same place as the cartridges? Well, you might have like, you know, like kind of toggles, of, mm. you know, like a bunch of like 
optional things. Like, yeah. here's the meal, but there's like three different sources it could come with. You choose which one or which combination of. Okay, and but like, if that's like, a oh, thing. You can like click like no onions and then it's, there's no onions, like all that sort of thing. If you happen to have some sort of knowledge of a food that's not in your replicator, can anybody create memory-based recipes or is it only like a special kind of like I think you could try, but I, I think that the average person would like, you'd be trying to do it. You'd be like, ah, it's it would, like how you remember and it would food. Never, you'd be, it'd be right on the tip of your tongue, but you'd never be able to get it. It's like how you remember really food skilled. you try to make it at home, but you can never yeah. get it just like that one that you had. Also, I mean, it's like painting from memory. Yeah. It's never going to look as right as painting to source material. Like it's just going to be slightly surreal, slightly wrong man because it's just how it works your memory doesn't actually have snapshots in it i hate it okay so octopus bring in these real ass questions yes does being on different planets affect what the replicator can make for example if a planet likes certain elements or like oxygen to add to the question is it just like a matter of code or a thing that they engineered to only make food so some of this i think we've covered before but um, that is, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting such an, call, like, as well. That's such an, a thing, though. Depending yeah. on the atmospheric makeup and the like rules, the physics of the planet that you are on at the time. Because the only food we know about is carbon-based life form, oxygen, yeah. breathing. Mm. But there, there are certain elements that don't exist on Earth you yeah. know, that you can only find in space. So you've got to imagine in this galaxy, like, we have all these different planets. There will be planets that have completely different combinations of elements that are available, and therefore the way food works completely different so would that just be okay you need your latest driver update for this planet it's like when you buy a mixer and you need to get (laughs) add-ons yeah it's going to use less oxygen from this planet but it's going to use more nitrogen because that's more prevalent in the air and then also in the background what's what's going to separate the nitrogen into these different bits uh type stuff so maybe you know someone like pearl and platoon could get their hands on a food replicator and uh you know part of their chemistry work would be we can fine-tune this to work so it tastes exactly the same on this planet and on this planet despite being uh in different environments type stuff but you would so localization but for molecular chemistry yeah Yeah. that is amazing Mm. so that way peril and platoon have jobs you know i mean that's also doing doing work with uh, a chemist brain chemists would have a field day there must be like chemistry replicator oh yeah it's a food replicator but you've taken all the front of it off it's like no we're not we're not going all the way to making food. We're going to stop at that point when we're actually generating these elements. Oh, mm. so you've just got a bunch of uh, beakers and vials and stuff that just get fed in and they get filled up. Like, I need to do a test. And for this test, I need this type of alkaline yeah. solution. I need this type of uh, d- uh, a different type of solution. Rather than going and measuring all that out myself, I've got a sterilized chemical replicator right here. And it's going, bah, 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 and it's just thing gets all the things done and you just better hope it don't explode yes <laughs> that's cool well, my, I, my um, thought on it is is ever been you know how um in the real world we make like super heavy metal nuclear radioactive materials mm-hmm. yeah I know and that's, all it's about by that. bombarding things with um is it <laughs> yeah. protons or I, electrons I nodded, you, you, but i was like oh okay <laughs> you take you take like a really dense element and you bombard okay. it with extra protons and you start creating new elements that aren't right. found in nature all right yeah and that's the thing that we can already do these days. So right. in my mind, it's similar to like that where there's this little gun that bombards it with a combination of electrons and protons and changes the um, the chemical makeup of like taking like a much more basic, your uh, your oxygens, your your 
hydrogens. So that little gun is inside the food replicator. I mm-hmm. think there's a bunch of them, and they're all just going bing, 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 and they're creating these, um, okay. like, they're, you know. So you've got, like, all these particles flowing through this tiny, thin tube, and one by one they're getting turned into whatever they need to be, mm-hmm. and then they're fed into the printer that goes bing, 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 and shoots them and sticks them all together, turning them into the food stuff. Nice. Damn. There that, you I mean, go, octopus. It's, I mean, it's a bit of a sci-fi hand-wavy magic version, but it no. is based on something that's kind of real. No, uh, I like it. It's called it. sci-fi. It's science science fiction. Science, science. We're doubling like, up on the science I wouldn't be surprised here. if, like, what I've just described, at least halfway towards a real-world application, you know, well, if an actual scientist... Wow. An actual, an, actual, <laughs> an actual sort of chemist would like, maybe sort of look at, yeah, look at what I've just said and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's all bullshit, but... Here's the real world version. Yeah. You know? mm. I really like it when we take something that we've heard about in real life yeah. and apply it. Because even mm. if we're applying it incorrectly because of just general ignorance, mm. I think the bones of it harken back to something real. Yeah. So there's one more question from Ragnar. Um, are there other companies beside BioLife that make food replicators? Ooh. There better be. Well, Dickie, have you got a list? I mean, I don't have a list for you here and now, but I'm, I'm going to go out and <laughs> say spot. that. Yeah, there's loads of different off-brand food replicators you can get. Mm. BioLife have some major competitors, but I think they are like the sort of dominant force in this sort of technology. I'm going to need there to be more people than BioLife making these things because if we do actually end them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are we going to freaking do? There's also, I mean, maybe it depends on the model, right? Like some of the models maybe do rely on this sort of central server kind of thing and they'll stop working if BioLife shuts down. But there'd be other ones, like older ones that just work on cartridge still. And those cafes Good. are about to increase their profits. <laughs> okay. And that is all of our questions from uh, from from you, from the listeners, about food replicators. So, guys, what did we learn today? What new exciting things have we got in store for the Backwater Biosers entirely off the basis of digging a little bit deeper into food replicators? I actually learned a lot, to be oh, fair. Yeah. Because, I mean, I interface with the food replicators a lot. But I never mm-hmm. really touch, I kind of waltz around how they might work just because it's sort of a big ask. I mean, it it's a massively scientific world building situation. And mm-hmm. I just kind of go, oh, I don't know, bah, food replicator make food. Yeah, science magic. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Bah, bah, bah. And but now I I have like a I read about real food replicators and I I did research. Okay, can mm-hmm. we just clap for ten seconds? Um, <laughs> applause. Thank I you. would put applause noises here. Thank you, thank you. I understand now that this I know more about why, how, and what, and why. And I feel like we've kind of accidentally in our attempt to do a really focused micro dive. Uh, not to spoil anything for you people, but I feel like we've kind of created an entire plot line out of this that uh, you'll find out <laughs> yeah. about one day. So, yeah. and just entire like other other products and industries that like if this exists, then also like the fact that yeah. there must be the you know the the, the the medical grade like organ replicator that there must be the chemistry that's the replicator. thing that i've learned from it is that the ammunition got, generator yeah we've got some different types of replicators out there that exist that uh now i'm excited to kind of notice them in the wild uh and and while playing uh because yeah, yeah super cool super fun this was a f- super cool and everybody that sent in questions oh, i mean like ren you. octopus fiona ozark bear ragnor these were phenomenal questions and mm. we usually have to write like a whole outline 
to do these things so that we can stay on track and answer specific questions and kind of corral everything that we've ever wondered about these things. But we didn't have to do that for this. This is the first time we haven't had to do it like that. Uh, because no, I mean, they, these they hit everything. everything. Yeah. So thank you for, for being so smart. So smart. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for being so insight checks. You done so well with the insight and your charismas. Seriously. Uh, pat, this was pat amazing. On your back. Good Big job. Yeah, if you as a listener want to uh, get in on that action, um, come see us on the Discord. We we hang out there, we have a chat. Yeah. You can uh, you can give us your questions about the next topic we go for. Yeah. Wherever you're listening to this, the link will be in the show notes. Yeah, it will. And we do all kinds of fun things in our Discord. We have game nights, we terrorize each other, we drop memes <laughs> in the chat. Uh, yes. Today we've been making little avatars of ourselves because <laughs> Max discovered a pit crew where you can create your lo-fi avatar and we are all doing it. This is the life that you're missing out on if you aren't in our Discord, just saying. <laughs> so and we'll now, see I guess while we're, on, while we're on the subject of the show notes, uh, you also see a little link there to our Patreon. Ooh. If you are feeling Ooh. in a giving mood Ooh. and uh, I guess in a sort of a financially stable area, yes. um, <laughs> <Unlike> <laughs> consider us. signing up there. You can um, <laughs> listen to some additional content that we create. Uh, we've got another podcast where we just chew the fat about side interesting arm. or uninteresting things, the sidearm. Um, you can listen to our old podcast as well, where we play Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, and and other 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 amazing goodies and benefits. This is it's true. It's all there. Yeah, it's all come there. join us. And if you're confused about any of this, just DM somebody. <laughs> DM your mom. <laughs> DM your mom and ask ask them. Moms love us. <laughs> Voted best podcast by moms. Yeah, by moms. Nine out of True. ten moms. So, guys, I'm I'm gonna go fire up my personal food replicator because I'm kind of hangry. I'm always so, hangry. Uh, let's creep on out of here, eh? Bye, bye, bye. Tune in next time for another edge of your seat adventure in space with the backwater bastards. If you enjoy listening, but also have eyes, check out our Instagram, where we post drawings, illustrations, character art from our adventures. Backwater underscore bastards. Check out our Instagram on Instagram. Oh, this is, this is like a yeah, no, buffet. No, we shouldn't have like, done that. Oh. You've got all the options and it's you choose just, all of them. Just maybe a little appetif, <laughs> a little... I don't think I can do it. There's so many more things in there I wanted to eat. And no, <laughs> I'm going to no get an after dinner mint. Is there a control Z? Can we undo this? I think that's called having a nap. I'm going to lie down. I'm going to need a nap.